This is The Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching The Drumhead. I'm Ben Velding, and I watched this episode when it originally aired. Plus, like a couple of weeks ago, but we lost the tape. And I'm Derek, and I've watched, well, this is my first time watching it, because I also watched it. And then we lost the tape. And I'm watching it again. Yep. All right, you ready? Yep. In three, two, one, engage. Uh, so we start off with, with an interesting espionage plot, which is just like, hey, we found a guy, and he's putting sensitive information into his own blood, and he's giving it to the Romulans. Yeah, and that's, um, I feel like that's something that might even be a real thing. Like, we might be able to do, because it does sound like something you could totally do today, right? Maybe. Like, uh, like, basically... Put some inert proteins, go into like a, a spy dialysis treatment, and then just cycle your blood until they find it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, wow. You'd have to run an entire um, sequence. I mean, yeah. the DNA is functional, so you'd have to run a sequence on non functional cells. Well, they said like, like you, inert, he says inert protein. Also, inert, this is, uh, this is. You know, I know what you're thinking. Spy plot, perfect time to use Troy. And you see Troy, and you're like, oh, man, Troy, heavy episode. And that's where you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I like that he, has he plays the Cleon baby. card. And they're like, hey, we have a Cleon friend. Like, yeah, that doesn't actually <laughs> we sound can't great. We can be Cleon racist. We have a Cleon security officer. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the literal only one in Starfleet? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I love uh, I love Worf's power moves here as a security officer. You know, <laughs> Thanks, like um, it's hard to tell he's hiding something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard. Oh man, it's uh, you know, it's funny for sure. Yeah. And we we get the follow up on Worf uh, his discommendation back to my home world. Oh yeah, when they're like walking down and. Like he when he, when someone tells you that they have powerful friends, do you believe them, or do you just like us, or, or does that really kind of solidify that you're a spy? Like if you're <laughs> just trying to say like, hey, yeah, no, I totally have them, and then and then you know then okay, well you're a spy, but if he doesn't have them, then he's just like lying. Yeah. So I mean, you know, him sure he'd say whatever to get out of this. Not that it matters to Worf, but uh, I think you have to be credible. You have to be like. Hello, uh, I'm scientist Shadok, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just... uh, we don't. He's like, oh, we need a blood sample of Janon. Oh, cool. He pulls out a knife. No, no, no. Use the syringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I am a scientist. I wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So I love that uh, kind of like kiaki, like from more like it's yeah because he, he does that like you. He walks in, in in front, so he's like, oh, there's no traps, I'm not worried about this. And then yeah. Jadon like follows him and then he just stands there and then like he just like <laughs> totally like does a whole like elbow in the stomach. Like he squats. He has a squat because like, worth all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like elbowed him in the stomach and just the back this is his face. I'm like, oh man, he must have been planning that for like hours. <laughs> I mean he's worth he's always planning it. He just doesn't know who yeah yeah it's just he has like slots in his day for physical violence and you just never know who's gonna fill it <laughs> jadon's like you should you should be lucky we don't have a word for police brutality <laughs> those are just Klingon on love taps man just Klingon on love taps 
Hey, look, man, it's either this or I actually bring you up on charges of trying to bribe a dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, here's the deal. I can hit you a whole bunch of times. It's going to make me feel better. Maybe I'll go lean on you in the future. Um, you can take it and not be a wuss. Or <laughs> I can I can add bribery to the list of charges. You know, what are, what are you looking for here? I'm we a reasonable have... Klingon. <laughs> We've seen the episode The Mind's Eye already, right? Because we had to go back and yeah. re-record this. Right. Which had this, this Cleon-Romulan connection. Right, yeah. And we're They're seeing it again like here. bringing it home, yeah. Yeah. So that's a running plot. Same as Worf's discommendation. Yeah, it, um, and it it's props because it isn't... It's very subtle, like, from yeah. a series perspective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um... Norma? Was it Norma Seti? Nora. Nora. Okay. So, um, they called for a specialist who only works alone. Save these two assistants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so he says she's retired, yeah. Yeah. And apparently she was part of the whole thing with the Neck Guild guys from season one, where they blew up a guy's torso. She was part of that. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was part of taking their part. I guess Riker and oh, uh, okay, uh, Picard weren't the only ones working on it. So. Yeah, even the, I mean, the cameras followed them, so I figured they did the most of the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they I did the like exciting her. work. Yeah, I don't like this whole like she has this breathy way of speaking, and she's like, "Oh no, Captain, I can't, I can't rest for a moment. They pulled me out of retirement, so I must get to work." Uh, she uh. is uh, a very classical actress um whose name i wrote down for original episode um (laughs) (laughs) i think it would be funny she's like oh and this is the android (laughs) like excuse me um that's robo racism (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, like damn (laughs) gene simmons this is gene simmons uh famous famous actress a little before our time does she also have a long tongue hey what's that Jim Simmons, kiss, you know, guy. Oh, 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 I see, yeah. Sorry. Like I the same even, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's a good one. I was just... <laughs> and it's like, yeah, so um, we, we established we have visual logs, which is going to come up, which I'm going to bring up later, because uh, <laughs> they, like, accuse this, like, medical technician, and it's like, well, he's obviously a conspirator. It's like, all right, cool, let's go to the logs. What was he doing at the time of exploding? And, like, you see him like cleaning up like this rando part of like surgery, and he's like, "I just love my fruit loops, fruit loops, <laughs> fruit loops." Fruit loops. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, no, he definitely has the behavior of a traitor." <laughs> so like, hey, computer, uh, where was he? We have footage of that. Okay, where was his combat? Okay, what did the the surface of the lithium matrix chamber look like? For like all 300 hours. Okay, computer, this is a lot of footage. Can you just look at it and tell me who was in front of <laughs> yeah, it can you just at all do times? It? Can you just do it so we don't have to? Yeah. Like, we, we're only here so uh, we, we disguise the fact that you can do all our jobs for us. <laughs> so, but she, she, we do like her initially. You know, people do recognize yeah. Gene Simmons. Um, they recognize she's maybe slumming it a little bit for Star Trek, but, uh, yeah. she's all concerned about everybody's safety. She wants to get right to work. Yeah. Hard yeah. Work. You know, she, she has all the trappings of 
a bureaucrat that is here to help, and she's like overqualified. You kind of get the impression, like she's yeah. revealed entire Starfleet conspiracies, like one just some dude they found on a ship that's a bad guy. Like that seems like a big, a bigger doesn't necessarily warrant her skills. Yes. And like uh, this is kind of a weird exchange because uh, like she's looking at him and she looks at him in kind of a weird way. Um, and then when he leaves, she turns back to Picard like really dramatically. Like, that man is going to be the most important man <laughs> in our uh, – like are you planning a conspiracy now? Like are you, have you already convinced? Like have you already decided to like ruin someone's career? Yeah. I, I, again, I think she's just eager at – getting to the bottom of it and she believes that Worf is going to be useful yeah but like um, she I, I just I don't know it's just like I, how does she know he's going to be useful other than like any other person that will be useful um, um, I guess maybe because he's bringing her evidence well she does have her little cult of, of followers yeah. that Worf is instantly sucked into yeah and, and Worf you know she may know that Klingon's like her particular tactic of like Hey, um, if you don't have any, if you're not hiding anything, then why don't you just tell us the truth, you know? Or, or we can we can look into your past and you've got nothing to hide. Like Klingons would be would all, would be always on board for that tactic. So look, here she goes, right here. <laughs> it has racism. I predict that officer will be extremely valuable in this investigation. <laughs> like, okay, I mean, all of my officers are fairly competent, madam, <laughs> madam admiral. <Yeah. laughs> So, um, yeah. I mean, it's important, you know, to to some extent we're dealing with, with fanaticism and righteousness. Yeah. Uh, to some extent, a little bit of cultishness. Um, and once she loses that composure, she kind of loses her, her control over her people. But, um, yeah, you know, having that excitement, you know, maybe she's trying to, to pull Picard into that. So is Bathar syndrome just kind of like uh, space diabetes or Klingon diabetes? Yeah, yeah, it's space diabetes. <laughs> if I, I take insulin, I mean space insulin. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And so here we go. He's like, ha. Huh. And this is uh, – I didn't think about this before, but this is actually foreshadowing, isn't it? Um, nope. Because he loses his composure once uh, he's kind of been um, outed to a degree instead of just continuing the whole like – Nope, nope, never happened. There's a great, there's a great Mitchell and Webb sketch for Perot. Uh, it's an old detective show in Britain. He's like, uh -huh. oh yes, now Madam, what's her name, has done the crime. And she goes, oh, I would have gotten away with it too. He's like, see, I knew I was right because she's doing the evil voice now. <laughs> and as we cut to her, she will become more and more sexy throughout the scene. <laughs> and then she tries to kill someone. And it's like, that's, you know, now that he's lost his composure, we know that he's guilty. Yeah. And once again, another power move by Worf, just the dude that has, like, stolen stuff and transported off the ship, he's just following him. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't put him in chains or anything. He's like, no, nah, I'm good enough. I can, I, I can run faster than you. I can restrain you. It's fine. Worf wants him to run. Yeah, he yeah he's like, go ahead. go ahead. Do it. Do it. <laughs> dare you. Yeah, it's a but also, of, yeah, you thought you only had espionage, but now it's a conspiracy. But it's not. It's like like they establish here. Oh, maybe there's more going on. Yeah, you know, and that that's a legitimate thought. You know, an unlikely accident, yeah. 
a traitor yeah. who is who is dealing in information related to that system. Yeah, and I think um, it's perfectly legitimate to start asking questions in that vein. Just kind of like seeing yeah. kind of what there is to see. We're still waiting the 49 hours for the radiation to cool down so we can actually look at like what's going on. Yeah. And then while in that time we get kind of Sati talking about he's like <laughs> I like he's like I'll change my mind about you. I thought you would just be a pest <laughs> that would have to work around, but you're actually quite useful. Yeah. I mean she's she's used to working alone and yeah. uh I think that's just because it gives her control of the situation. And this is what she's trying to do. I think she's wooing Picard. Yeah, she look um, at it, she's Oh, oh, you knew my father? It's like no, no, we didn't know. I didn't know your father. I just read his stuff. He's an extraordinary man. Later, she calls him like a giant, and then she, like she has this like very. She does a very good job of just like having this fault. Like the actress does this great job of having this false memory, and so excited about it, describing this false memory as if she had it. Yeah, she has a lot of um, excite. She's conveying a lot of excitement here that she's yeah. trying to put into words. Right. Um, yeah. She's just nailing. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, um, like, yeah, you you get that she almost kind of got, that's how she got approval from her father by like like beating her brothers in debate. Yeah. It's like that's and, the only way I could get love. He was a giant. <laughs> yeah. I um. <laughs> but like, it, it establishes this is so about. backhanded, isn't it? Uh, I always. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, she's, um, he's a fascinating character and, and it's great that, you know, in TV, we're never going to have Picard telling the same boring story every time Yeah. (laughs) to establish himself with people. Uh, maybe, maybe we could, maybe we could have those stories put up there just so we kind of understand a little more about these characters. Right. Um, but I like that, um, you know, she she does tell these stories. This dude right here. <laughs> yeah. This mother. He's a telepath. He's yeah. a douchebag. Like, like most of the telepaths we meet that aren't Troy are douchebags. Yeah, isn't that true? <laughs> that, that's a really good point. You know, and he, you know, so he's like, listen, naturally, I uh, assume that you were guilty <laughs> because you're just you're just some kind of space mongrel. But because you know you're obviously not guilty, and we work well together. Um, I, I, you have my confidence. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hard for me to say that without laughing. <laughs> this is the irony is that, uh, you know, Worf admitted guilt to something in the Cleon. Yeah. Uh, not prison, a Cleon courtroom for the good of the empire. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, well maybe he's just guilty of stuff in general. And it's like, and, and see, this is the thing. That's like a Cleon rule, right? So, I mean, like he, he, he could be known throughout Starfleet and all the Starfleet Federation worlds. And just the minute you go to, like, the Klingons, like, what? Who's Worf? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you could still talk about Worf's glory, just not with Klingons around. Yeah. I. The thing is, is that, you know, he was guilty of something. Yeah. And these people are the authorities, right? These are, like, Starfleet authorities who investigate the things. Yeah. And he doesn't know the real story. And yet yeah. he's still forming opinions yeah, based on that. Right. And so you're like, oh, well, these guys are going to get down to the truth. It's like, well, I mean, they don't know the whole truth to start with. So everything yeah. comes in. But uh, it could be just kind of like a rumor. Like he heard the rumor. He's like, oh, man, Worf's here. I bet I could get like the real juicy details out of him. <laughs> um, you know, just like wanting some space gossip, you know? Yeah. 
but he um you know the fact of the matter is is that there you can't just look at the record and get the whole story and these guys aren't just looking at the record they're drawing extra conclusions from that yeah and they're not Um, being mindful of those conclusions like it's okay to like have assumptions but when it comes down to making serious decisions, you have to make sure that you're only assuming things that you have the ability to assume. Well, um, it, it appears in that previous scene that, you know, this guy is willing to reassess his, his assumptions about things. Um, and we learn later that he's not. But yeah. I think we should always be careful about that because the, the fact, like the pure facts that are in front of us are that one day this guy put on a shirt backwards and he was too <laughs> proud to ever fix it. So now he's senior telepath collar in front. Yeah, yeah. He developed telepathy, puts black, uh, puts black contact lenses, uh, all because he can't, <laughs> he can't take off his shirt. That's backwards. <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, also just keeping in mind, she says she work, likes to work alone, but she's glad she can work with Picard, never minding the fact that she showed up with two two goons <laughs> yeah again she doesn't like equal relationships yeah um, oh yeah she... yeah oh yeah that's true like you know these are my underlings i just tell them like whoever whoever is a traitor they believe it without without any sort of justification <laughs> yeah he's like oh well that guy has something to hide um so he must be the traitor like, you sure he's just not you know kinky <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no 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 i'm pretty sure he's the traitor uh, no one would want to hide um kink what this is the future we all know everyone's kink unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah now, now we have i guess the, the telepath saying nah yeah, he's the, guilty of something yeah the the yeah and it's like and, there's a de- deconstruction here of uh, Betazoid intuition, right? Like this is where we start getting this notion of, um, you know, Betazoids have uh, have this power, but when should they use it, and and what are the more what's the morality of it? Yeah, and I mean it's interesting that it goes from Loxonotroid reading people's thoughts to Betazoid intuition. Is that legally admissible? <laughs> yeah. It's like yes. It's like if they saw something, man. Yeah. And yeah, Saban's feeling. <laughs> and so right. I, I, I like, like two this. weeks ago, she Deanna saved the ship with those feelings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, would you curb his activity um, if Deanna Troy told you? He's like, um, I, I wouldn't do anything. Deanna Troy asked of me. <laughs> I barely listened to her, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Picard reassesses, and I think that's one thing we see in here where Picard can back up and reassess, and these guys really don't. Yeah, I like that too because, I mean, it makes sense that when you do it, you don't really think twice about it. But we see someone else, you're like, ooh, yeah, no, maybe maybe this isn't a good idea actually. And he's totally willing to do that right in the face of someone that's kind of even higher on the authority ladder than he is. (laughs) Yeah. And she's willing to scoff at the idea of of reevaluating. Yeah. And so, you know, this is kind of like the conspiracy, uh, the assumption of a conspiracy. Um, This is what we get. Like, you know, like this is how it pervades itself. It's like, can you afford to um, not act? It's like, well, here's the deal. Reality sucks. Bad things happen a lot of the time. Um, whether those bad things come from natural or human uh, motivations, um, it isn't 
we shouldn't be thinking about punishing things. We should think be thinking about how do we help each other through these bad events because they're going to happen regardless. Um, and you know, that's just the way reality works. Yeah. I, I am disappointed that they kind of had a cop out there where yeah. she's like, what fear, fear, but be afraid for her. What if bad things happen? What if bad things <laughs> yeah. happen? Uh, what are you gonna do about that? And then Jordy's like, "Hey, yeah, we're done with the thing and this stuff." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done with all that stuff. We're all that stuff. We got to say, yeah, we totally do the things. Guess what? Um, no bombs, <laughs> no bomb residue. As yeah. as you like how he's like, yeah, see, see, look at the little thing here. So he's like, yes, I'm out of my element. Can you explain it to me? Um, preferably in a way that I can accuse someone about it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it turns out there was no no sabotage. Neutron fatigue. Ah, neutron fatigue. Classic. Classic, simple neutron fatigue. It's kind of a real thing. You can have neutron embrittlement of metal. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, Yeah, it just displaces the lattice. And instead of... uh, I think it makes it aggregate stronger, but it makes it less able to flex. So if you have metal in a position where it needs to flex a little bit, it's going to wear it out. Oh, okay. So... um, Um, And look at this dude. This dude's like... Okay, so he's convinced that Tarsus is guilty. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go. Let's go look at the logs. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we don't need to do that. <laughs> let's just have this really big investigation in public where we accuse everyone. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's just stir some. This is the one where they kind of loop it back around. They're like, okay, so we have the two things. Therefore, we have a conspiracy. Okay. Yeah. Or we don't have the one thing anymore, but we know we have a conspiracy. <laughs> therefore, yeah. we like, have wait, to wait, find wait, the other we? thing. <laughs> It's like the, oh, that, the, the I mean, investigation that, has taken on a life of its own. Yeah, it's like, say that thing, that thing you just said again. Yeah. <laughs> about the whole conspiracy, about we don't have the thing, but now we have the thing. Yeah, and I think the lady who's wearing a 3D printed cast as clothing, <laughs> um, yeah. I think that she, um, I think she's just supposed to be recording everything simply because it's supposed to make yeah, us nervous. I'm, I get the impression she's a stenographer, but I'm like, don't you realize Enterprise Starfleet has logs? <laughs> she, like her, she's completely redundant, a hundred percent. I visually, she's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, visually, she's not for sure. Um, and maybe we can assume that she does like logistic things. Like she's like, oh, Admiral Sati said uh, that she's thirsty. That means that um, I'll push her her thirty minute tea to fifteen minutes instead, you know, fifty minutes mm-hmm. sooner or whatever. Like Possibly. maybe she's just like a personal, like I, I like mean, to anticipate her needs, kind of. I don't know if she speaks in the entire episode, so I guess she I just she costs does. as much to the production as an extra. But they yeah, did put I mean, her she, in makeup, so she she is kind of like a. Uh, I mean, you know, most I don't know. I feel like a lot of these kind of level of people um, have an entourage, and that entourage gives them that weight of mm. uh, like uh, I'm I'm really important. So when I say you're a traitor, uh, that's not just me. Like being a dummy i you know i have the weight of my administration behind me yeah um yeah i think it adds to admiral uh sati's presence but i think i think she's a failed attempt at raising the tension with the stenographer i would agree with that um it is interesting i mean what is the right call here open proceedings or closed proceedings 
Close proceeding, without a doubt. I mean, I think... <laughs> That's so interesting, because Norisati does have a point. Once something happens in a closed proceeding, you can come out and say anything you want. Like, um, I, mean, it, it I don't know, a report the... that hasn't been released to the public. You yeah. can... I mean, it all depends, in my thinking, to like what your relationship with is the what your relationship to the public is already. What the public we're talking about here is the crew, ship's crew. Everyone adores Jean Luc Picard. Jean Luc said, "Listen, this man's a devil, and we're going to exercise him by throwing him out the airlock." Like, yep, yes, he's the devil. <laughs> like that, that would just be the end of it. And so, I think if Picard said, "Listen, we had this closed proceeding, and um, nothing came of it. Everything's fine. Go about your day." Everyone would believe that. Yeah. Um, but so this dude is just like, uh, like, and he's an empath. <laughs> like he knows. Like he's, he's like, isn't it true that you did a thing? Oh wow, I'm having this weird vision of just him like dancing, singing a Fruit Loop song. Ah, uh, no matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're just they're just trying to rattle this kid's cage on nothing yeah. but suspicion to see right. if something comes out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you're going to rattle a kid's cage for the security yeah. of the Federation? But, like, yeah. you people know, like, you, you can pursue these leads by other means. Yeah. So they're just yeah, making up a story about this corrosive chemical to be like, and like, and it isn't like a, oh, what would I have told you if there was a corrosive chemical used on the hyperdrive engine? It isn't that. It's the chemical was also stored where you have access and only you have access. And it's like, whoa, hold up, dude. Like, that's <laughs> a whole different story. Yeah. Everyone above Simon Tarsus has access to everything. Oh, wait, no, I didn't realize he had Roman blood. That means he's predisposed to evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes, never mind, this whole thing makes sense now. <laughs> well, it's, it's fascinating because the explicit line is Romulan blood falsified his records, therefore he's a liar. But the right. implicit line is... He's a Romulan, therefore a traitor and untrustworthy. Yeah, but I thought Romulans, like, so Vulcans have this practice of, like, of keeping their emotions at bay. Yeah. And Romulans just don't do that. So, like, isn't it, like, aren't they the same bloodline? Like, I thought they were just the same thing, but one practiced and one didn't. Um, I guess they've become genetically different over the years. Okay, interesting. So, um... Vulcans, uh, Vulcans don't use the ridge lines. Romulans usually do have the the ridge oh, lines. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Heads, so, man, Worf looks so happy right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, his I, office... you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I know you know he's not doing. He's not on the right side of this. But man, he looks so happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got like his team and he's doing stuff. Yeah, and he's like, hey, I Deanna snuck into my office. It still smells like. You, you know what? Yeah, I can't say yeah, in front of the instance, but I mean, it, it, we're yeah, working on the smell. <laughs> I'm having my staff meetings in here, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah. To tell it's, you. Uh, we were fumigating. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, we use this room for five minutes once a week. I didn't see Yeah, that yeah. Do what you want. If you want to have a party in here, if you want to hold your clean on ball mitzvah, go for it. Sir, we get into a lot of stuff in this room. You, don't see. <laughs> you see that plant? That plant's been dead for years. I don't know how it's still green. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no. Here, here, Picard's given us the the lowdown because I think initially we feel pretty good about this, but then slowly we feel less good, and we right. don't know yeah. why. Papa Picard as has it, to tell yeah. us why. As it starts growing, we feel less cool, and then he's like, "Hey, that's not a crime. Like you're suspicious because you're a Klingon, and everyone's looking to stab everyone else just for no reason." Hmm. Um, but 
this just because uh, you view an association between these two things doesn't mean that he's committed a crime. Yeah. And like, what about the larger question? Why did Jadon feel compelled to lie on his Starfleet application um, about his Romulan heritage? Is there like discrimination against Romulans and Starfleet? Yeah. And like, yeah, like before this showed up, like, yeah, why? I mean, you lied. And so he obviously felt like he had to. But I mean, lying on, like, and that's the thing that isn't kind of um, talked about a lot. Like, lying to get into the military, like, that is a time-honored tradition. (laughs) Like, that's been going on for, like, hundreds of years. Well, this episode dodges the very salient point of, you know, yeah, maybe he violated the law, but maybe the law is unjust. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Because that, that's how we achieve social change. We have to question laws that are archaic, that are yeah. um, based on different and unfair and unegalitarian power dynamics. I love um, I love Picard in this scene. He's like such a like good cop. He's like, "Oh, would you like some tea, Mister Talbot? A lemon?" He's like, "Sorry, you're you're part of you're sitting on the side of the prosecution. Should I be talking to you?" <laughs> yeah, Simon oh, yes, Tarsus yes, should not be talking long. to him. So. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is counsel? exactly what nah, a good cop would do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, have some lemon. Tell me about your life. Um, are you a traitor? Do you have any traitors <laughs> family? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that that's the thing, is that like Tarsus shouldn't trust him, but we know Captain Picard's okay because yeah, we're the viewers yeah. and he was here last week, so it's fine. Um and we know Captain Picard wants to get to the truth. Yeah. He's not just trying to, to drum this guy out of Starfleet because he doesn't. Yeah, Tarsus doesn't know that, but we know that yeah. Picard isn't on the same side as the Admiral is right. um, of this whole issue. And, and and I like that, I mean, Tarsus is the perfect victim, and I think television yeah. is kind of obsessed with the perfect victim, but... Oh, really? Um, what's that? I said, really? I, 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 would, I wouldn't have found that. Or you mean, like, news, or do you mean just, like, in general, like, sitcom-style stuff? Or... Um... You know, like, Tarsus isn't complicated. He is a oh. perfectly innocent person. He just wants to serve his country. Um, you know, he has a bit of his heritage that, you know, he thinks would be a problem. We never talk about it. So he covers it up. Um, he's just so gosh darn eager. He doesn't want to go to free college. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, dude. Like, and I you, it, it, I get it. Like, not going to college sucks. Like, not spending four years. Yeah, sure. Like, go, go travel the stars. Sounds fun. You're young. It's the time to do it when you're young. So, um, and he feels that it doesn't matter because he's a small guy with no, um, you know, with no power. And he feels yeah. like he's caught up in the, the, the gears of the law. Um, but I mean, if Tarsus right. had been like, okay, so maybe one time once we'll leave, there was a girl and she was drunk and because <laughs> like, Ugh. Ooh, yeah. but like, so, um, we're going to, we're going to let her just ruin your career. <laughs> right. So he has to be a perfect victim in yeah. order for all of this to work, you know? Um, so yeah, everything yeah, you get, get about that. him is like, naive and innocent a bit and less human. loyal. Yeah. So thanks, Admiral. Fucking yeah. <laughs> the, the, the incidents on this show need cattle prods exclusively for senior officers. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Get away from me. I shouldn't be talking to you. Nope. Ah. Back off the map. Sir, these corridors were described in Spaceship Monthly as luxurious. How are you taking up all of it, sir? <laughs> I sleep in a cubby hole. It's a clo- it's a horizontal closet. Get out of my way, sir. Okay. Also, they're ruining an innocent man's life for no reason. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, she says, like, oh, did he tell you he was the victim of circumstance? I'm like, you're the circumstance. <laughs> like, you're the victim that he, you know, like, but there's no victim of circumstance here. How, how does that even track? <laughs> but here she talks about how the past four years she's going from Planet Star Race to Planet. She hasn't a home. She hasn't seen a family in years. She lives on Starcraft and Shuttlecraft. And it's like, you were in retirement. <laughs> like, yeah. that's. That's your own choice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, what does retirement even mean for a post-scarcity society? It's like, yeah. oh, I was called in by the Admiralty after 40 years of service. I don't have to wear a uniform anymore. That's what's called retirement. I got <laughs> oh, a piece of paper I got, here. I got my suite. I got my slip. My new uniform slip. <laughs> I got my Hyman oh, Rickover slip. Yeah, that's awesome. I've, I whatever I've, I been, I've been idolizing these really high collars that so-and-so on whatever <laughs> planet wear. I'm going to wear them every day. It's going to be great. <laughs> the planet of asymmetrical one. <laughs> it's great. Everything um, and there so is that's kind of a, a threat, isn't it? Like, oh, some people try. Some people came to me before and said, "I'm innocent. I'm not a traitor." And they came to regret. <laughs> <laughs> Did you also have them put to death, Admiral? <laughs> I mean, she just she just ruins people's careers because she has power. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, like her. You know, she talks about. She previously talked about her dad, kind of. Um, you know, like saying that, you know, it, it's her crusade or her cause is to um, protect uh, Starfleet. Yeah. And so you can, if you just take a super hyper conservative stance and you say, oh, well, anyone that I think is remotely threatening, we just throw them in the brig or we kill them or whatever. Yeah. You technically are still protecting Starfleet. You're just also reducing the liberties of everyone by a drastic amount um yeah. and there you know like there's a security argument but there's a freedom argument and they are in opposed to one another and if you want to have the maximum amount of freedom you have to be able to incur some risk those doors are and not happy they cockblocked her pretty hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we would close it's so hard to keep open yeah but is the collar in or out i'm not sure <laughs> yeah so, um, also, what's up with Starfleet Commander? They're like, yeah, sure, Admiral Sati, work with Picard on this. Huh, we're getting all of our reports from Norris Sati. Should we talk to Picard about any of this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. She she says she's going to question Picard, but I'm sure we don't have to talk to him about it. <laughs> Look at her assistant. Oh, her assistant does talk. This is like the one line. She went all the way around the back, around the front, just to be like, hey, you know, you could have just went yeah. directly out the door, right? Like, just right this here. Is, this is theater. It's... I mean, that is the point that we're getting to. And I think when you talk about liberty. <laughs> I didn't know that. This could have been an email. You could have sent me an email. You've handed me additional palm pilots to read an email. I think email in the Star Trek. I think we're looking at an email in the Star Trek universe, which he yeah, physically gives him a bat. Um, oh, so. Um, but I think you're right. Like Norisati's crusade isn't just about um, security and loyalty. It is about the appearance of security. It's about the yeah. appearance of loyalty, and it is about compliance with her version of that. Yeah, and that's the righteousness part of it, where where she is so right, everyone has to bend to her will, or else they right. are disloyal to Starfleet and disloyal to the yeah. Federation. Yeah, she's essentially a gatekeeper. And I like how they have the, this kind of bureaucracy sparring. He's like, he's like, okay, we have some questions for you. I'm going to be up, 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 up. I want to give my Picard speech. Ah, we'll, we'll give you, let you do that at the end. Uh, uh. 
the article says Picard's code allows me the article blah 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 section blah 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 says I get to give my Picard speech before you ask me questions. <laughs> yeah, he's like, look, I've already gotten data to get a giant credits roll, <laughs> and then I have Jordi Kazoo, and they're gonna do the stuff for me. So as yeah. soon as I finish my Picard speech, you'll be charged in, and then we're just gonna roll credits. <laughs> And then the credits will roll and everyone will know I won. It'll be fine. I absolutely love that in the space interrogation room on the spaceship, he is just in a regular office yeah, chair. Yeah, from Office Depot. Yeah. <laughs> he just has, a, <laughs> just has like an office chair with like wheels and stuff. <laughs> like, it's, like, <laughs> uh, it's a great single shot. Um, this is, I think I think this was a reference to another, uh, another older movie with the single shot that kind of rolls in on him as he does the speech. Yeah, but um, Sir Patrick, he's just great. Just you know, yeah. I mean, these I mean, two, he's just two guys in the stage. These kind of long speeches, I'm sure, not just as yeah. Picard, but I'm sure uh, on the stage as well, the Queen oh, stage, yeah. as they say. This guy's done a lot of Shakespeare. Yeah, um, like all of it, like all of it in Shakespeare. <laughs> so I think uh, he attributed his Shakespearean acting to knowing what to do with his hands during a scene, which is, um, <laughs> yeah. as he put it, nothing, of course. <laughs> so. It's, yeah, so, it's a I good mean, note, like, though. He talks about the previous thing being a trial. He's like, hey, we need to stop this proceeding um, because he wants to say, like, he wants to kind of uh, undercut it as not being legitimate. Right. And, I, and it we, wasn't a trial, but it was, it, I guess it was kind of a public trial. Yeah. And it's All like, right, oh, but... so now we get, like, this whole, like, just straight up accusations. Like, which, <laughs> okay, if you had, like, like, how long ago were these? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, she, she finishes up. He finished up his speech, and he's like, all right, Jordy, do it. He's like, you'll find I've stopped Mr. Data from all the <laughs> No, no, Jordy, it's not going to happen. We're going to keep going. Data um, and Jordy cannot help you right now. <laughs> yeah, she, she she rakes up all this muck. Yeah. You, um, merely, <laughs> you merely adopted bureaucracy. I was born into it, <laughs> molded by it. I did not see civilian life until I was a woman. And it's interesting that, you know, I have complained before about Picard as our protagonist being allowed to um, break the rules and get away with it because he's our protagonist and he's special. Yeah. Um, and then once you step outside of that, you're like absent that context of him being our protagonist. Like, is he a good guy? Does he? Yeah. Does he really even care about the rules? He breaks them so much. Um, yeah. this episode is almost smart enough to touch on that, but uh, yeah, I mean, but it to me it's just too far along. Like, I mean, you would you would expect this kind of thing to happen after one of those incidents, you know, where he broke a big rule. Yeah, <laughs> I just like a wharf is like, um, wharf goes in to defend him, and then here here's um Mister Bitchface that's ready to just like like jump in as a toady. <laughs> security officer whose father was a Roman collaborator. He's like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker oh, right here. <laughs> turns right on. He was never loyal <laughs> yeah. and never had any. Uh, he never meant any of the things that he said to Worf. Yeah, look at that. Like that. Her face is like, oh, I just saw my life, my life flash before my eyes. Just now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's kind of what happened. I mean, <laughs> danger zone. Danger. I. So I. You know, the absent context from all of these things to reach the conclusions that they want. And, oh, my God, how about this low blow? Yeah, I know, right? It's like, 
it's like, oh, the the Borg, uh, being assimilated by the Borg, erasing your very humanity and becoming assimilated into a, an AI hive mind, that must have been painful for you. Oh, really? How would you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... Oh, man, people people died so much because of you and only you, Picard. I mean, he is pretty bad at his job, but uh, I think no worse than anyone else. Yeah. It's and, like, you know, if memory serves, we only saw, like, four ships die, so... No, no, we, we saw a couple dozen. So oh. Oh, well, they, they were scrambling to get enough ship parts to throw into the screen. <laughs> to like, it's a World War One battleship model? Put it on. Put it in the back. <laughs> so they were, we'll shoot it out of a torpedo bay or something. I don't know. Yeah, just, just put it in the back so it looks like another starship. It's fine. So... And so Dishy's like, oh, you want to talk about low blows? Well, here's one. Here's some boys. Here, I got some some words that uh, I've had ever since I was a child. Yeah, he, he quotes her dad to her. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and then, like, loses it. she takes her father's ideology as such a religious thing. She yeah. accuses him of blasphemy, basically. Yeah. Traitor's arguments is like, how dare you speak his name? Um <laughs> you who consort with Romulans and about the United Federation of Planets. And so, um, it, yeah, so she's just yeah. uh, over the moon with father. And you kind of realize that the, her job all these years has been really a means to honoring her father. And if she doesn't get to do it, or if she's undermined in any way, like her authority is undermined in any way, it also undermines the, um, the honor that she's doing for her father. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, I'm done. <laughs> it is regrettable that, you know, we achieve victory in this episode by having a woman get emotional and therefore she loses. Yeah, but I mean, um, I think when this happened, like that wasn't, was that a thing? Was that like a, I mean, I mean, yeah. I guess. Well, People I have mean, been undermining women by saying they're emotional since. Yeah, Tempest I guess and, like, uh, I guess meant more like the public discourse of, of that. Uh, but no, to no, where no, I, I doubt there's can, can we give them any kind of like pass on being ignorant? But you're right. Um, I mean, they've that's been a tactic that's been used for probably a hundred years or more. Yeah. So um, it, it it is regrettable, but it's still effective. Like we still get that she's lost control of the situation. Yeah. Um, and we even get to see her one of her toadies. Um, yeah reflect for a moment he's like yeah you know you remember on my application when i said i literally have no uh no loyalty to anyone but myself (laughs) well here it is baby (laughs) yeah and once that control is is shattered um very effectively everyone abandons her and leaves her alone yeah Um, yeah and that's that's a pretty evocative scene for sure but you think like okay cool roll credits oh no no you thought yeah. it was only a double Picard speech. It's a triple. He's going for the yeah. hat trick. We get a dating ball here, yeah. A good one. Uh, such a great episode in terms of how it's constructed and what it goes after. It's a little unfocused at times, but uh, it's so quick. There's so much in it. Yeah, there's like a ton of stuff. And I love how, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, Worf comes back, kind of like he's like like a, a hurt puppy. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Picard. She convinced she she tricked me because i guess well the villains who twirl on mustaches are easy to spot we have to be more <laughs> worried about those other ones yeah so it's a good moment i mean because picard and Worf, i obviously on opposite ends of this yeah uh, as we saw in an earlier scene 
uh and now they're now they're coming back together and work yeah. was like i i want to do the right thing ricard's like it's complicated man yeah and like you know that i i feel like that my takeaway from this is that we we hold like freedom as this kind of shining light and it is um but there's no protecting it you don't have control over it bad things are going to happen no matter what instead of trying to prevent bad things we have to just come together and do the best we can and live lives that are worthy of that freedom yeah I, you know you have to accept risk that's part of having principles yeah um but also you can't you simply can't believe that the the larger things can't go wrong that, right ah, and, and i think that's always kind of um that there's this tension between security um and freedom um because you know you'll you'll, you'll see it security folks and they just want to like <laughs> nobody can use any of the systems we're just going to put it in a box nobody can use it but it's 100 percent safe i mean it's yeah. Like, yeah it's safe but then no one can use it so how what value is it yeah and so i mean to get this kind of back and forth um the saying is i don't think it's a saying exclusive to the navy is that uh a ship is safest in the harbor but it's not a ship's purpose to be in a harbor okay neat that makes yeah. sense and that's you know Hashtag nautical. So anyway, <laughs> uh, final thoughts on the drumhead. Um, I thought uh, it, it was an interesting um, episode. I liked it. I think that it's it's an evocative episode about you know what happens when um, you know you're kind of confronted with these uncomfortable situations of reality and how do you react to them you know, we get the kind of security aspect of it which is like oh we need to clamp down everyone restrict everyone's uh freedoms and they can only they only get to do what i say they can do and then we get picard who's like no no, no. um we're we have a man we and we, we've captured him and everyone else like it, that's all conjecture like we're not going to just put everyone on trial because we'll be here till the death of the universe <laughs> yeah but yeah so uh, i thought it was good yeah all right uh next week we have already done half a life yeah uh i mean sure why wouldn't we do it again uh but <laughs> next week we are going to be doing the host do you want to pretend like you haven't seen the host before and kind of yeah oh yeah yes. for sure so um we get the, the the card we get from netflix is crusher and picard looking forward um and they're they're concerned about something. Uh, Crusher's a little wide-eyed for a reason. And then Doctor Crusher said, uh, "The Doctor Crusher is." Uh, Netflix gives us this as a way of summary. Doctor Crusher falls for a visiting ambassador, only to discover that he's not quite what she thought. So, like um, the ambassador, you know, is a Betazoid <laughs> or something. Um, it's a good card. It's a good card. Yeah. I think it hooks you without telling you too much or too little. Yeah, it's not so, too bad. Yeah. It's a mystery episode. So maybe, maybe it does tell you too little. Anyway, we yeah. will see you next week. Uh, and right. until then, remember Rand. Remember Rand.
Hey, I'll make this short because everyone hates credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We watch Star Trek on Netflix, we hold our conversations on Google Hangouts, and we record with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. All files are hosted on vanvelding.com, hosted by DreamPress, powered by WordPress. If you have any questions or comments about the Beige and the Bold, please feel free to leave a comment at vanvelding.com or tweet at vanvelding. Thank you, and remember Ram.